You're listening to You're listening to the to a Beer O'Clock the Beer O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show here with our second summer special and a very special episode it is indeed. My name is Mark and joining me with his bucket and shovel and covered in sand from his beachside holly bobs, it's my beer buddy Steve. Hello Steve. Hi Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Enjoying the um the summer break that we're on at the moment. <laughs> well, not much of a break with these specials coming out, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got to, we've got to keep the, uh, the, the 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 loyal fans entertained <laughs> somehow, haven't we? We do. Um, now this is, as I said, quite a special episode, Steve. This is something, or this episode is about something. That we wanted to do since we started the Beer O'Clock Show, basically. It is um, indeed, yeah. Tell the boys and girls what we did and how it came about. Okay, so uh, a few months back now, we had um, we were approached by the guys at Ubrew, who are a new. Um, I don't know what you're calling. You're calling a brewery collective company, um, club. The basic club. Yep, yeah, they've, they've got an archway in Bermondsey, so so therefore they're, they're, there's something to do with craft beer um, because they are based in the craft beer cat- capital of the world. Um, so yeah, they they approached us and said, "Hey guys, look, uh, we love what you do. Why don't you come down and, and brew a beer?" Which which I was like, "Brilliant! This is this is what we've wanted. This is utopia. <laughs> we, we finally get." get let loose on a brew kit um having no idea how the process works and having gone on record many many times and i will once again now to still say the process is magic ingredients going at one end this amber <laughs> nectar comes out at the other i don't understand how the process works so anyway we, we were invited down to, to to brew a beer um there was a bit of to and fro in with us and the guys at uber around what it was that we wanted to to, to brew and we eventually settled um, on a white stout, um, which was something that I thought would be a little bit different from just going and saying, right, I want to brew the most overly hopped IPA that I possibly can. Yeah. Um, give me all your hops and let me put them into this beer. Um, so we went for a white stout. Um, and essentially, uh, this episode is is the first of uh, two-part episode kind of summer special series. Um where this one is around us brewing the beer down at U Brew, um, and then our next summer special, our third and final summer special, will be um, a very exclusive tasting evening that we did of our beer and a few others at Hot Burns and Black. We've got a few few clips. Some of them are interviewee, and some of them are just describing the process. And it was a great day. That's all I can say. I got sick halfway through and ended up sitting down for most of it. Yeah, he left all the hard work to me. <laughs> um, which anyone who's listened to the show a lot will know that I kind of um, milked that for a few episodes with my poor Mark hashtag. But um, it don't, was a great... Don't try and get it going again. It's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It barely got off the ground the first time around. <laughs> it was a great day out. The Ubrew guys are great and it was great that they made time for us and they have a great little setup there, I have to say. And it was really cool to see the kit and how the process actually works beyond the very rudimentary research I've done of home brewing. But let's listen to the first clip. What's this first clip, mate? 
This this is just us having a chat with the guys at Ubrew, um, basically around what it's all about down there. Okay, so we're here at Ubrew today, and I'm with Wilf, who's one of the co-founders. Welcome to the show, Wilf. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, we'll get on to, to what we're doing here today uh, a little bit later, um, but for now... Um, Tell us about about Ubrew. What's what, what's it about? Sure. Um, well, basically, Ubrew is an open brewery where you can brew your own beer. We're a bit like a gym membership, except uh, you get less healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what that means, in short, is that we have a load of shiny stainless steel equipment. Uh, you come, uh, you you have a membership. You can share that with up to five people. So it's you and all your friends. You come down and you brew and you can brew as much as you like the only limitation is uh, you know the logistical use of your fermenter so uh, you can be brewing upwards of something like ooh, if you're ambitious like 200 liters a month if you really if you're really going for it um, we offer the best ingredients we've uh, got all your favorite hops if we don't have hops in stock like if you want something strange uh, tell us and we can get it mm -hmm. for you and um, yeah, we have the very best ingredients, the same suppliers that all the other brewers on the Bermondsey Mile are using to get their stuff. And um, yeah, we take it very seriously. Okay, so so how did the um, how did the concept come apart come about? Because it's quite a, quite sure. a unique concept. Well, Matt, my co-founder, and I, uh, we were both um, home brewers, and we actually I worked from a shared workspace called Hub Westminster, and Matt was doing a lot of the business development for Hub Westminster and uh, it was actually Matt who um, came to me one evening at the Hub and said uh, I want to take this co-working space model and apply it to brewing and um, I was just like amazed I sort of looked at him and I was like Matt you changed my fucking life <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah and from there it was a lot of hard work and um, uh, it kind of grew into this. We did a lot of development. It went from that kind of one-liner into uh, what you kind of see today. And, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned there, you are you are on the Bermondsey Beer Mile, mm -hmm. what, what's, what's now the famed Bermondsey Beer Mile. Yeah. Was was that an, an intentional move, or, or, or was that a happy coincidence? Uh, that was... It was very intentional and we're very and we're lucky to have the spot we applied for premises all over town and we were kind of like hoping that yeah bermondsey would be the one uh but we were looking at several different areas like london fields and brixton and that kind of thing uh it ended up that um what worked best for network rail and worked best for us was actually giving us the premises right here on the mile uh, so yeah, that was intentional, but yeah, a very, very happy coincidence that we managed to get it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that um, how people go about getting involved is they that they buy a membership and, mm -hmm. and, and then they come down, they, they, they can brew. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about, about that membership, because I think you said that, that the membership in total is up to five people yeah, on, yeah. On, on one membership. So. How many members you've got at the moment? Is is there space for, for, for more people to come in? Um, in all honesty, we're trying to figure that out right now. Um, we've uh, we've been getting sign-ups at a very rapid pace recently. We know basically we're sold out for the capacity that we have right now. We've been taking pre-sales for when we've built, um, or in fact when our next lot of fermenters come in, which should be very shortly. They're in a port uh, in this country right now 
but they haven't yet had clearance to leave the port, so mm -hmm. we're waiting for them. Uh, they should be here by the end of the month, and so we should be able to get another 70 groups of members in then. Then we're building more uh, fermentation space. So when that happens, we need to figure out exactly how many more people we can get in this premises, and then it will be time for a second location. Uh, but it's in the area of around, we're looking at potentially a community of 900, 1200 people pretty soon. Um, so yeah, that's why we, we don't know exactly how many partially due to the nature of uh, the group membership. Not everyone yeah. is taking full advantage of the five people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of guys coming in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the membership, it gives people a fermenter. Yeah. which is kind of their own as, as part of their membership. They get one with each membership, so it's yeah. a case of you can only ha really have one beer on, on the go at a time. Yeah, well, you're pretty much... I mean, there are some things... If there's a spare fermenter hanging about and someone wants to use it, we're not going to say no, but you're guaranteed one fermenter. So that's your kind of... That's your guarantee. If we can stretch that for you, we will. Um, but yeah... Uh, um, yeah, I suppose that's a lot of sure of it. Okay. And, and once the beer's ready, um, mm -hmm. members come down, they bottle it themselves yep. here as well? Yeah, yeah. We've got a bottling uh, machine here. We're soon to up the bottling benches to two bottling benches because we've realised that the demand for that is... Uh, it's, uh, there's definitely peak times for bottling. And uh, in order to keep up with that, we are going to have to um, you know, get more bottling equipment in. Um, but yeah, so members bottle it themselves. Very soon we'll also have kegging, so you'll be able to use your own key kegs, which will be pretty cool. So a lot of people here are brewing for beer that they want to drink on their wedding. That's like a really popular thing. So these guys, uh, rather than bring a ton of bottles to their wedding, they'd actually rather bring like, you know, three or four kegs. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that we're providing. We're also dealing with uh, purifying water and emulating, you know, Buxton water and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. Okay. And um, is, is there any way that one, once the, the, the booze are brew, brew, beers are brewed that they can, can they, can they sell it out of here as well? Yep. Uh, the very soon we'll have that capacity. We're still uh, going through the paperwork with HMRC on becoming a fully commercial brewery. Uh, when that happens, the brewers will simply have to kind of make themselves known to HMRC and say, hey, I'm brewing, and then declare to them every time that they've brewed a batch that they intend to sell. Mm -hmm. HMRC will charge a duty rate the same every other you know, small brewer pays, and then you can do what you like with it. Okay. So, so you've got a, a tap room and, and mm -hmm. a bottle shop here as, yeah, yeah. as well, what people can come along to and, and they can drink beer while brewing beer. Yeah. Um, I, I guess. Is, is there any intention down the, 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 the road to become a functioning brewery yourself? So will we be seeing you brew range of beers at some point? Yeah, you almost definitely will be seeing that uh, pretty much as soon as the license is down. I think we... If we, given that we have the time, I mean, right now we're incredibly busy just facilitating other people brewing. But uh, yeah, we've got tons of recipes that we want to put out there. Uh, so the answer is yes. The okay. question is when. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we're we're really grateful for for you having us down to, yeah. today to to have a go at a go at brewing. It's uh, the first time we've we've brewed a beer, so it's an experience cool. for us. 
um, and, and we're looking forward to, to when that's ready, trying it and tasting it. Um, where do people find out more about Ubrew? Uh, we are ubrew.com uh, is the best place. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and uh, give a shout at us there. Um, that's at ubrewcc. Um, yeah, those are the two best ways of finding out about us. Or just drop in, come down on a Saturday, have a few drinks. Um, postcode is SE164AW. Plug that in Google Maps and find us. Okay, <laughs> great stuff. Well, thanks for your time. Cool, thank you. Okay, so the brewing was going on at this point. What did you find? What, what did you think about the whole brewing concept, mate? Well, it, it was interesting because obviously I've been enough to, to enough breweries now to to actually see the process in in, in operation, and um, obviously what we were working on was a relatively small kit, so it was a scaled down version of um, a commercial kit. Um, it's ended up producing us, um, I think it was about seventy odd bottles that we ended up mm-hmm. with. From, from this brew and then I think the guys at Ubrew got a 20 litre keg out of it as well so there were quite a few beers um, produced as a result of this um, yeah it was it was just interesting to see it all happen in, in terms of, of, of the process and getting the ingredients ready and, uh, and making sure everything was ready to go um, and I think what, what you're going to hear in, in this next clip is, is, is Nick, who was basically our, I, I want to say chaperone. He was but holding probably, our hand. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, he was, he was guiding us through the, the, the process. So, um, th- this next clip was, um, us actually starting off the brewing process, um, with Nick and, and, and getting the first sort of ingredients ready, um, to go into our white stout. So we're at Ubrew with with Nick. Great. Nick, welcome to the Beer O'Clock Show. Uh, welcome to Ubrew. Thank you very much. Um, Nick, what are we doing here? Uh, what are we <laughs> doing here? The eternal question. Um, so today we're brewing a beer. Um, we're attempting to make a white stout. Okay, so and that was a kind of idea of our choosing. We, mm-hmm. we wanted to go for something a, a little bit different. Yeah. Um, we've, we've had a play with the equipment so far, mm-hmm. um, a process that I still believe is magic. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just talk us through what it is we've done up until this point today. Okay. Uh, yeah, so so far we've, we've basically mashed in, so we're kind of midway through the first step. So we heated up a certain volume of water to a certain temperature, and um, we basically added that to the grains in a uh, temperature sealed vessel and it's going to sit perfectly happily at about 68 degrees for about an hour while all the enzymes are getting to work in there, releasing the fermentable sugars, unfermentable sugars and um, that will produce our wort which uh, we then boil with hops, cool down, add yeast and ferment into beer. Okay, so we, we decided to go for a white stout which um, you, you said to us was something slightly different from, from what you're used yeah, to doing here. So it's a bit of a challenge for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you go about putting together the, the, the recipe? What are we using to, to get the characteristics that we're looking for mm-hmm. in there? So um, stout's kind of characterised by being quite full-bodied um, with a lot of sort of roasted flavours in there. So it's naturally quite a dark bit. Um, the roastiness obviously coming from things that have been roasted. When things get roasted, they go dark. Um, so what we're doing here is we're kind of trying to trick the mind. So when you drink it, it's going to taste and feel like a stout. When you look at it, it's going to look like a pale ale. Um, and in order to do so, we've mashed in with quite a simple grain bill. 
Um, lots and lots of marisotta, and then we've thrown in some things to add more body. So there's some flaked oats, flaked barley, uh, carapils, and a bit of oat husks as well, just to stop us from getting a stuck mash. Um, and we're mashing quite high, so hopefully that will give us a nice, full, silky body uh, without many dark colours, without, you know, dark colour to it. Um, so what we're missing there is the roasted flavours, and we're going to add those in by using cold-pressed coffee uh, after fermentation, and that should give us either a nice white stout or a nice white coffee IPA. So either way, we should come yeah. out with a decent beer. Um, that would be nice to drink. Okay, so I'm guessing only time will tell on that one. Yeah. Um, because obviously from today, it's gonna to be a few weeks before we actually get to try it. Mm -hmm. um, and people will be able to hear that on, on the next summer special where we're actually gonna talk about the, the beer itself. We're gonna review it uh, with a few guests as well. So um, we'll be back a little bit later on to talk about the next stages of, of the process. Awesome. Cool. So by this point, we're learning quite a few new terms when it comes to brewing. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. The start of it, it was like making porridge. It was we were just stirring stuff up and pouring water here and there. But then it comes starts getting into the more technical process. It it, it does. Um, so we, we moved on. Um, from the initial start of the brew to um, sparging, which is a term that many a home brewer and, and brewer will completely understand. Um, <laughs> what we've tried to do in this next clip is, is to kind of bring that to life a little bit as, as well so that you can understand that uh, about the process um, of sparging and what that actually means to the brew. Okay, Nick, so to tell us what we've, we've just been doing. I, I feel like I've just been stood over a big metal tub pouring water on top of <laughs> tin foil for about half an hour, but I'm sure there's something a little bit more technical than that that's been going on. Uh, yeah, that is essentially it. It's just got a more technical handle on it, really. Okay. <laughs> so what we've been doing, we've been sparging, um, which basically involves rinsing the grains. So during the mash, the enzymes will have been working away, releasing fermentable and unfermentable sugars. And... Then we basically run the sweet liquid off from the grains, and that's called wort. But there's still going to be a lot of sugars, both fermentable and unfermentable, stuck in the grains. So we, that's what we spent the last half an hour doing, is basically rinsing the grains with more hot water, which will bring us up to our pre-boil volume, which will be slightly higher than our final volume, because we're going to be boiling, it's going to be steam, it's going to be evaporation. Um, but yeah, so we've ended up with about 84 litres, because we're aiming for 80 litres in total. And that should give us a good amount of beer, really. Okay. So, and that's going to boil for about an hour. Yeah. You, you said that's just going to sit sit there boiling away. Um, while that's going on, you've been talking us through some some software that, that you've got on on your computer here. So, uh -huh. just just talk us through that and explain to us what what's going on, how you use that, and um, the ingredients that have that again that again have gone into the the, the brew today. Uh, sure thing. So originally, the sort of the original big software was called Beersmith, and um, it's a great bit of software. But it's a lot more complicated than is really necessary. And it also, it's paid for software, it's about 30 pounds. Uh, if you want to get really into your recipe creation, definitely recommend it. There's lots of customizing that you can do. You can really customize it for your own kit as well. So if you're looking to repeat recipes, it's good for that. Um, but on a simpler level, we here at Ubrew, we use Brewtoad, uh, which is online, it's brewtoad.com. And that basically does everything that you need from Beersmith 
removing a lot of the layers of faff that you might have in there. Um, so basically you go to the website, you put in the style you want to do, and then you add your fermentables, you add your hops, you add your yeast. And then you just kind of play around with the amounts until you're sort of hitting the, the, the ranges that you want to, which are obviously style specific. So today we're doing a white stout, uh, which is not a common style. So we picked the American stout style on Brewtoad, and we've kind of followed that. The only difference being that we're aiming for a much, much paler beer. So um, we basically, we've used uh, carapils, flaked barley and flaked oats to give us lots of body and marisota to give us our fermentable sugars. And then for the hops, we're gonna bitter with magnum, because it's a great bittering hop. You get a nice soft bitterness from it, which is what we want. It will complement the sort of softness of the mouthfeel. And then a bit of cascade in the middle to give us a bit of a sort of fruity backbone um, that we should enjoy. And then we're just gonna ferment with USO5. It's a workhorse yeast. Um, brewers tend to be a bit divided as to whether they like it or not. But for home brewers, it's great because it just ferments really, really cleanly. And it's really temperature resistant. Like it won't, won't really get affected by changes in temperature. It's just a really easy yeast to deal with. And um, yeah, that yeast should, should, should ferment us down to about 5.9% just under 6% for the finished bit. Okay, great stuff. Now, we're um, about to go and do something that I'm very excited about. We're going to go and play in the hop store <laughs> and, and, and find the hops to, to, to put in the beer, aren't we? Yeah. Great stuff. Great. Okay, so one thing that I didn't realise that Yubri would have would be a room where Steve would probably quite likely like to live the rest of his life because <laughs> this is a room at the top of their stairs with a wall full of freezers filled with hops and <laughs> you see if if on the day we were doing these little um periscope things which is a a live video you can put on online people can start watching it you can they, they can watch you live on it basically and the video is alive for a, a day or something but i did a live video of steve pouring out or weighing out some hops and the look on his little face <laughs> when he was pouring out, what hops did we use again? Was it Cascade, Centennial? Uh, oh, they were American ones anyway. One, one of them was yeah. We used, uh, I believe we used Columbus actually, um, okay. because we took some. It, 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 it's got to say this. We, we took some advice on the, the ingredients and the brew from um, very good friend of the show, Andy Parker, who, who most people will um, have heard of before. Uh, and, and Andy, when we explained to Andy what it was we was trying to do, we shared the recipe that um, Nick had put together for us and uh, got Andy to have a look over it. And um, was a little bit unsure because I, I'm not sure whether Nick did it as a joke or not, but the initial um, <laughs> recipe included a fuck ton of fuggles, um, which I, I, I didn't want in a beer that I was making. So um, we went to Andy and we said, what would you substitute this with maybe to give it a little bit more of the American? hot profile and andy suggested columbus so but yeah i was like a kid in a sweet shop playing in that hot freezer yeah. um just the aroma when it was when it was opened was just amazing i i literally wanted to strip down to the budgety budgie smugglers and dive in um <laughs> That's how good the aroma was. But um, so this th th this next clip that we've got coming up with Nick is is all about the hops. Yeah. Okay, Nick, let's talk hops. What, yes. what have we been doing? Um, cool. So we've just added our bittering hops. We've uh, raised the wort up to boiling. 
the hot break has happened and basically the proteins will coagulate and foam up and that's receded a little bit we've now got a rolling boil so our bittering hops magnum have gone in uh, how much are we putting in the end? 50 grams? I think about that, yeah. 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 50 grams of magnum in there. And that's going to give us all of our bitterness. So um, from hops in general, you're looking for three things that we get from the hops. Uh, it's bitterness, flavour and aroma. And um, as I'm sure you can imagine, aroma is really, really volatile. Even at room temperature, if you stick your nose into a bag of hops, you're going to smell them. All of those aroma compounds are just firing off the hops. are very, very volatile. Um, flavour is similar, but it's less volatile. Um, bitterness is actually quite inert. Um, it actually undergoes a chemical change in order to extract it from the hops. So these hops that we put in now, they're going to be boiling for an hour. So all the flavour and all of the aroma is going to boil off over the course of that hour. And we're just going to be left with the bitterness. We're going to extract all of the bitterness. And then for this particular beer, we're going to add in another load of hops. We're going to add about 140 grams of Cascade with about 20 minutes to go. And similarly, uh, all of the aroma is going to boil off. Uh, we won't extract an awful lot of bitterness, but we're going to get lots of flavour from them. And um, that's sort of a good time for uh, not allowing all of the flavour to boil off as well, basically. Um, yeah, so that's an overview of what we do. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the hops we're using. We're using Magnum for the, for, for the bitterness. Mm -hmm. um, what was the thinking behind that? How, why did that complement itself so well to this recipe? Okay. Well, um, Magnum just gives you a nice sort of soft, well-rounded bitterness, um, which is good for this style because we're looking for like a softness to the mouthfeel. We're not looking for anything particularly rasping. Um, a hop like Cascade has got quite a harsh bitterness to it. So if you're going to make an American Pale Ale, where it needs to be the bitterness needs to be like the, the star of the show almost in a way, um, then Cascade would be a good hop to use for that. But we're not going for that with this uh, style because it's a stout style. It's supposed to be quite rounded. Uh, so we pick Magnum. Um, it's also quite a high alpha acid hop, so we haven't had to use loads. If we were to use something like what I happen to have in my hand, uh, which is Halital Mittelfra, uh, which is not a very good hop for bittering because it's got a really low alpha acid uh, content, so you'd have to use about probably five times as much to get the same amount of bitterness. So that's an economic concern and a sort of flavour experiential concern as well. Okay, and we went for the Cascade to, to give it flavour, to give it a bit of tropicalness, a bit of citrusness in there, yep. um, just, just to bring the flavours out a little bit more. Yeah, and that's exactly what they should do. No fuggles or goldings. Okay, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we soon changed that one. Um, okay, so they're, they're going to sit in there for about an hour now, yep. um, and, and then we'll move on to the, to the next stage of the process. Yeah, which will be cooling down to pitching temperatures and then pitching the yeast. Okay. Okay, so we're getting to the end now. Um, I have to say big thanks to Nick for putting up with my continued questions. I must have pestered him for like 40 minutes to explain to me what original gravity means. And I know this is something that we have gone through on shows. <laughs> I think we I, I pestered Andy about it when he was on one show. And then the homebrew show, the last one we did, they were talking about gravity and I was just going on. And I think Nick may have been able to explain it to me properly. <laughs> so it's only because he let you play with the toys that, yeah. that, that explained the other good thing how it, it works. Is he brought out these toys where you put a little sample in and you hold it up and it measures everything and I didn't quite understand it but I love pulling out these different toys that he had because he had some kind of the new digital ones and some of the more shall we say analogue ones. So um, yeah, thanks Nick. <laughs> so what's this next clip we've got mate? Our final clip. This, this is just about 
us finishing off the day uh, of the, of the brew. So this by by this point we've been at um, you brew for about five or six hours. You've drove Nick crazy with all your questions about original gravity. You've 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 died a few times on the bench and you've you, you've resurrected um, as we've got towards the end. But this is just we're we're at the point where. All the brewing is essentially finished. Um, everything's bubbling away, and and we're just literally um, finishing off um, our brew for the day. So just finishing up the the, the brew day here at You Brew with Nick. Um, feels like we've been ferociously cleaning for, for the last <laughs> half an hour or so, and, and rushing around as the final few things to come together. Yep. Talk, talk us through what's been happening in these final stages. Okay, sure. So um, we've been boiling with hops for about an hour. And um, towards the end of that hour, we, we got on the cleaning. Um, people say that 90% of brewing is cleaning. It's probably about right. Um, so we sanitized the fermenting vessel and um, all of the pipes as well, because we were pumping the beer through a plate chiller. Sanitized that as well, obviously. And um, yeah, then started pumping the hot wort through the plate chiller, um, which took it down to our pitch temperature of about 20 degrees uh, in about, how long did it take us? Oh, half an hour? Yeah, 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 it wasn't, wasn't long. Plate chillers are yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, if you're brewing at home, what you used to do, you used to have a cooling coil that you'd sink in it, and to get 20 litres down to pitching temperature was about 40 minutes. So we've done four times that in half the time, which is good. And then, yeah, we pitched in a load of rehydrated USO5 yeast and had a little sample. It's tasting good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's certainly got some profile there yeah. at, at, at the moment. Um, intrigued to see what the final product will come out like yeah so there are a few things that you can tell about the finished beer uh, by tasting it now um, obviously there's like a real sharp sweetness to it then that's what will ferment out all the fermentable sugars obviously quite small sugars so that's the sharpness but um, in terms of the body really happy with the body had quite a nice sort of slick mouth feel as you'd get from an oatmeal stout and um, yeah yeah quite a nice sort of sweet malt character to it as well so it's it's going to go away for a couple of weeks now in in its little fermenting vessels, um, and then we're going to add something else to it. What what are we going to put in there, Nick? Yep. So um, uh, stouts generally characterised by roasted flavours. Uh, obviously, we haven't used any dark grains, any roasted grains at this point, because we want to keep it nice and light in colour. Uh, so we're going to make some cold pressed coffee, and add that into the fermenter once the fermentation is done. So we're going to leave it for about a week, and that should be enough time for most of the fermentation to happen, if not all and then add the coffee in, and then leave it for another week or so to condition, and let those coffee flavors sort of mellow out and blend with the already with the flavors that are already in there. And uh, should turn into quite a nice drop. Okay, well, we're, we're certainly looking forward to trying it. Um, can I just take this opportunity to say thank you for, for taking us through the process today? No worries, it's been great it's, having you with It's us. been really enjoyable. Um, uh, I still believe there's a little bit of magic in there, yeah. but I'm, I'm actually a lot more aware of what the process is now. Yeah, excellent. So hopefully you've seen that the brewing process in and of itself is quite a simple thing to do. I mean, there are layers of complexity to it. But brewing beer isn't rocket science. It, there's an element of magic to it. There's an element of method. But actually making beer that's good to drink, that you'll enjoy, is not that hard. Um, making the same beer, making the same awesome beer, consistently tasting the same, that's really difficult. But that's not what home brewers are all about. We're all about making lots and lots of different beers, exploring the world of beer, the flavours that we can make. And for me, that's part of the beauty of it, is you just sort of have a go, and uh, at the end of it, you get a bit. Okay. And obviously, with what you guys are doing here at Ubrew, anyone can come down and, and have a go at that. Um, yeah. Just mind the skin, where can people find out more information? Um, it is weareubrew.com, and also on our Twitter. Um, or you just drop, drop by. Uh, at the moment, we're running the tap room on Saturdays, so if you're coming down to do the Bermondsey Mile, just come in and see us. 
Uh, we're usually here all the time anyway, so if you drop by, we'll probably be here. Um, but yeah, we are, we're geared up for people who are already existing homebrewers, people who've never brewed before, we run courses, um, and generally we're set up so that on busy days, on weekends, there'll be up to 12 groups of people brewing at any given time, of all sorts of um, experience, uh, age groups, demographics, we get everybody in here. Um, so even if you are a complete beginner and you just come in and have a go on a Saturday, you'll probably be brewing next to somebody who's been brewing for years, and you guys can just get talking and start swapping skills and uh, yeah start delving into the world of beer well great stuff as, as I say thank you once again and I'm, I'm really looking forward to giving the beer a try yeah you and me both <laughs> and so all the beer went into big metal tubs with lids on to do the whole magic bit at the end <laughs> fermenting <laughs> fermenting yes. because yeah. as I say brewers make wort and then the yeast is the true magician that turns it into beer so I've got a photo here that I took of um, one of the fermenting vessels or f fermentation vessels, which has some of the information that if you're a brewer, you might find interesting. Um, obviously, the style of the white stout, the brewer, is the beer o'clock show. The original gravity was 1.056. Um, ABV yet to be determined. I think it's going to come out to about 7 no uh, no less Eight? than that One. uh no no just stop saying numbers just stop <laughs> um it's uh, about 5.2 5.4 okay so very middle of the road very hopefully um because we've not tasted it yet but hopefully very sessionable yeah and it was the pitch date time was 13th of may and the name of the beer, Steve, do you want to announce the name of the beer, even though it's no, probably... No, mate. No, mate. I think, I think you've got to. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, I think the name of the beer has got to be all down to you. Okay, so name of the beer, no surprise to anyone, and especially since it's in the title of this episode, more than likely, is Taste Like Beer, which is when we've tweeted before, people saying, if we brewed a beer, what should we call it? And they've all come back saying, Taste Like Beer, or what colour is it, but generally tastes like beer which is yeah. how i describe most beers or at least i did up till about a year ago so we're going to be tasting that ourselves we would have tasted it by the time you guys hear this and you'll hear that like steve said in the next summer special which is our hot burns and black party um hoping that it tastes good because we've got a load of people who are going to taste it with us we we have and you'll, you'll be able to um <laughs> listen to all of the fun that, that, that will be happening at our um, audience with the Beer O'Clock Show, I think it is, that we've, we've, we've ended up calling it. Um, yeah, so, so, so basically um, an invited audience of, of people that when you hear them on the next summer special, it, you won't be surprised at who was in the audience at all. They're people that have been on the show before. They've been people that have supported us from the very beginning. Um, the, the guys down at Hot Burns and Black, Jen and Glenn, have been a fantastic in... Um, hosting us for the evening and also helping us out with the technical support um, to be able to get all of the stuff that I, again, believe is magic, what what Mark does on his side in, in terms of turning our recorded chats into a podcast. Um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully, because um, as we record this, it's not been recorded yet, but hopefully it's going to be a good night and everybody's going to have enjoyed our beer and we're going to be heralded high upon people's shoulders as being Britain's best new brewers. Or we're going to have a bunch of people saying, it's a good example of the style. Yeah. 
tastes a bit like beer. <laughs> tastes a bit like beer, which is what probably my wife is going to be there. She's probably going to say tastes like beer. In which case, I'll say well done. Yes, well done. We've, <laughs> we've achieved exactly what, what we set is. out to. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's the end of our little you brew brew day special. Stay tuned for the next summer special coming out in what is it? A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks time. Yeah. Um, which is our audience with a beer o'clock show special. <laughs> Until then, Steve. It's it's been the highlight of my summer, mate. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs>